0: Alright guys, welcome back into another PGA DFS video. In this video we're gonna be going all over the RBC Heritage picks, but as always I do like to do that quick recap of the previous week. So, it was a pretty fun tournament. I mean, honestly, that was one of the best tournaments we're going to get in a while. Uh, Field strength and just how it ended, it was pretty awesome. It was weird, though. My favorite player on tour right now is Xander, and I was cheering against him. On 17, I was pumped up that he missed that putt because I had Colin Morikawa as a top 10 play. Then I actually had Daniel Berger, and I had Daniel Berger on the betting card this week. I highlighted, like, seven players. I said Berger would be one of the ones that I would bet to win outright. So, obviously, he won outright. That was pretty sweet. Berger was the sixth highest-rated player in my player pool this week as well so that was really nice the downside of it was that <laughs> high exposure or core play Webb Simpson missed a cut and then also Harris English missed the cut who was also core play Harris English really just had one bad round he was able to come back and you know play pretty fine the second round um he finished t68 uh Webb Simpson you know he was high um, owned for a reason. He was the most owned player in the slate. Harris English was the top five owned. You know, both of those were not the wrong play, but that kind of pretty much sums up why I thought that this would be a bad week. There's just random variance that occurs early on after players haven't played for a while. And we saw that exactly. So overall though, um, Daniel Berger, you know, w- number one. Um, Cal Morikawa finished second. Uh, Gary Woodland uh, finished top nine. And then Sanjay M uh, finished top 10. All four of those players were ranked inside the top ten for us, and then core value play uh, Matthew Naismith ended up making the cut, which is all you want from the value plays. So it's a very weird week, actually, um, but overall, really not bad. I think one of the separation points for nine and five, other than the value plays, is also we tell you, you know, when you should attack a slate or when you should kind of, you know, hold off a little bit. Last week, that's exactly what you know. I said I, I came on and said, you know. This week is not going to be the best week. You probably want to, you know, kind of play a little bit, dip your toes in the water, and then get ready to attack it. You know, in a few weeks from now, because I'm not exactly sure that we have to go out and attack this slate as well. But let's get into the picks for this week. As always, I do like to touch on the key stats first, though. So we're going to be looking at driving accuracy. We did that last week as well, and we saw that the stats last week were pretty accurate. This tournament is like <laughs> last week's tournament, just like on steroids, I guess. Um, you really do need to hit the fairway. It's very penalizing if you don't. They're narrow fairways. Um, greens and regulation. Um, it's one of the hardest courses to hit the greens. Um, so greens and regulation we're going to be looking at. Bogey avoidance, I do think that's going to be a good stat for us to look at as well. Um, pretty much, if a guy's not making bogeys and he's making a few more birdies, I think that's going to suit them better to make the cut. And that's why I'm looking at. It's just to try to get six or six players across the cut line. So I think bogey avoidance is going to be good. I always look at ball striking and total driving. If you're just going to select four, I would look at ball striking instead, but you do need to keep that ball in the fairway. Some people that do have some really good recent form, obviously Daniel Berger. He had that first place uh, finish, but before that he was really doing well as well. He had uh, three straight tournaments that were top 20 finishes. Obviously, Colin Morikawa hasn't missed a cut since he's been on tour, so that's pretty solid recent form. I'm saying recent form in quotes here. We know <laughs> there's only been one tournament, but you know, dating back to their... Um, previous recent form as well rory obviously been on a tear this whole year sure he was horrible on sunday but that that's kind of goes back to the variance thing it's like you can have stuff working for a majority of the tournament but it could just hit you when you, you know you just haven't gotten those practice reps in enough and then sunjay m obviously sunjay has been a pretty much a stud this whole year only one missed cut on the tournament so um we'll get into the course horses though so Webb and web They're kind of in a field of their own when it comes to course history here. Those guys have both been spectacular. Neither of them have missed a cut in the last four years. Both have shown some really good upside. Actually, same thing for Kevin Kisner and Poulter, minus the upside, made the cut here the last four years. So those are their top four for course history. But let's get into the picks for this week. All right, so we're getting to the player pool here. Um, If you guys want to start off on the high end, you know, Rory, JT, Bryson, John Rahm. I'm perfectly fine with any of those guys. I really don't need to tell you guys why to play those guys. Xander, I do like as a play though. Yes, he's made one or he's missed one cut. Okay, whatever. Nine out of ten cuts made. Five top ten finishes. If you look at those made cuts, his average finish is eleventh in those made cuts. Uh, he does have course history here as well. Um, T63 here last year and a 32 finish the year before that. He's a solid stat fit. He ranks top 10, according to my model this week. Hideki Matsuyama, yes, this is his first event back. I'm a little bit worried about that, and he doesn't have the course history here in the last four years, but he's a guy that's not going to really make any bogeys in these top 10 in greens of regulation. He was showing some decent recent form there. Obviously, he played pretty well at the players that first round. Um, I do worry about him, but he is a solid wind player as well. This course does tend to get a little bit windy sometimes, but is being played a month later, so we don't really know what the weather's going to be like just yet. I do like Webb Simpson again this year. He finished 16th, 5th, and 11th the last three years and then had a made cut the year before that. He's still a top-five stat fit. He's still a guy that we're going to be rolling with. He's not going to lose strokes putting again. He's one of the strongest putters on the tour. He just had a bad week putting, and I think that's going to come back. He's going to be able to figure it out. I feel like putting is one of the easier things to figure out. It's just a small adjustment. I think he'll be able to figure that out and come back and have a good week. Uh, Daniel Berger. So normally we do not like to play a player after they won a tournament You know, the week prior. There's something about the mentality. They're just not in it as much. But this is a different year. It's not a normal year. He had, what, two and a half months to kind of mentally do whatever you want. I think he's going to be geared and ready to go this week. He finished 33rd here last year. He's a top 10 staff fit. He's um, fifth in total driving, 16th in ball striking, and then he's also top 50 in all the other stats that we're looking at this week. So I think Daniel Berger is going to be a strong price or play at that price point. Yes, he did get priced up like a 1,000 more, but he's still not a bad play. Um, Gary Willman I like as well I was pretty much shocked at his price point this week Sure he doesn't have the course history here in the last four years But he's first in total driving First in ball striking once again He's been really stellar this year as well If you um, look he has six top tens And the recent form prior to break was there as well Uh Gary willen's a guy that doesn't really make bogeys as well He's top five in bogey avoidance He ranks out really well in my model He's the top five according to my model this week Matt Kuchar is a pretty, pretty interesting one. So a second, a 23rd, an 11th, and a 9th finish here in the last four years. Now, his total driving and ball striking has not been there. He really cannot hit a fairway last week, and if he continues to do that this week, he's not going to have a good week. But I feel like he's just going to figure out this is a course that he's played at well at before and typically he does well at courses that he's played at before. It's not too high of a price point as well where it's, it's going to really hurt you. And then to he's a pretty interesting play. He's one of the most interesting plays on the slate, mostly because of his price point and his small sample size and what he's done. Obviously, those finishes have been spectacular. His average finish on tour is around seventh in those four starts, but that's exactly what it is. You know, it's only four starts, so that's a small sample size. And the data that we got on him from prior to, you know, the postponed season, it's from that small sample size. But those stats were really elite. He'd be a top four stat fit in the field this week. I do like him as a GPP play. He has a miscut and a uh, 29th finish here and two-year start here. Uh, Billy Horschel is pretty uh, cookie cutter here. He's a guy that's you know, typically a cut maker as is. He's made three out of four cuts here as well. He's a top 20 staff fit according to my model this week. It's just a guy that you'd play at 7.7K and be like, hey, this guy's going to make the cut. You know, That's perfectly fine. Uh, Kevin Kisner already mentioned those two. They're both kind of played well last week. Poulter's kind of been on a quiet roll. Um, and they both had good course history, so I'm perfectly fine with either of those plays. Uh, Joel Dahman, I'm fine with him. He had a 16th finisher last year. He's quietly been putting together some really nice starts on the season. He's not the best at fit, but you know, this is a course where you can club down. And he's typically a guy that can put the ball where he wants to, so I don't mind him as a play. I really think we can go back to the well with Harris English. I touched on it a little bit. He had a bad first round, and then he came back and had a solid second round. Missed the cut by one stroke. He's made the cut here. The last years with a 25th finish and a 32nd finish. He's still top 20 in total driving, ball striking, strokes gain total, um, total putting, uh, bogey avoidance, greens and regulation. The only one he kind of is iffy about is driving accuracy where he ranks you know 70 at that. But I think he's going to be able to come back. He's going to bounce back fine this week. I, I do like the price point there with him again this week. Scott Piercy is kind of an interesting one. Uh, he does have good course history. Two top 20 finishes here in the last two years. No course history before that. He's kind of been grinding out, made cuts this year. He's not the best staff fit um, like he was last year. I believe I recommended him last year. He was really popping staff it wise, but I do think that at that price point, he's going to be a fine play. Getting to the value plays, we're going to go down to Chaston Hadley. So he's had a miscut, a seventh, and a miscut here. And, you know, he's an okay staff fit. He. He is strong with uh, putting the ball where he wants to off the tee. And then after that, his game kind of goes. So I don't really like that as a value play. Harry Higgs is going to be a fine value play for you if you want to go that route. He's a decent stat fit. He ranks top 35, according to my model this week. Then Matthew Naismith, I like him once again this week. He is going to be a top 10 stat fit in the field this week, which really is shocking to me that he actually got a price decrease from last year or last week. So Matthew Naismith, yeah, he doesn't have course uh, history. And if you're looking for someone that has course history, you can go with the next guy I'm going to mention here. But Matthew Naismith at that price point, perfectly fine with the value play, just ma- uh, you know making the cut. And 6.6K for a made cut, I'll take that any day. But Doc Redman, uh, he made the cut at this event uh, two years ago with a Billy was t30 finish so doc Redmond's a decent staff it the only thing he really is poor at is putting and you other stat is uh, top 50 or better he ranks out pretty well as a staff fit as well um so those are gonna be the picks for the rbc heritage open if you guys have any questions make sure to put those in the comment section below i'll be happy to answer those on the wednesday live stream all right thanks for watching guys and you know let's have a good week thanks